Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a Progressive commercial right now, so let us tell you something you do want to hear. No one is funnier than you. People laugh just thinking about the things you've said. I'm laughing at one of them right now. Coworkers repeat your jokes at the office, but they're never as good as when you tell them, and shame on them for trying. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better knowing you could save when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. <laughs> Although I'm sure you'd have a funnier way to say that. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Alter Ego Podcast. My name is Jack Austin. With me, as always, from here on out, it's going to be our buddy Mark, who, per- who prefers anonymity, so we're not going to get into who he is, all right? If you try to figure that out, we'll kill you. Just call me Mark. Just call him Mark. Anyway, Alter Ego Podcast, what is it? What are you guys talking about? Why in the world should I be listening to this? Alter Ego is going to be mainly about uh, some pop culture stuff, mainly pertaining to comic books, comic book movies, trailers, uh, comics in general, uh, we find that incredibly interesting and we like to talk about it. So we figured why not record it and let you listen to it and enjoy, right? Yeah, we just sent, I just figured we're so interesting when we speak to each other. Yeah. Other people would love to listen to our conversation. Yeah, so every might time. As well put it in audio form. Every time we're sitting around talking around a campfire or in complete loneliness oh, we out in the woods, all the time. people show up. <laughs> They're like, what are these guys talking about? So, um,. Yeah, right. You guys should record this. Do you do podcasts? Great, great. I, a little bit about me and how I got into comics. First of all, I don't think either one of us would proclaim to be experts, right? Oh, God, no. No way. Uh, So a lot of this is going to be educational for me. Um, I have a wonderful partner in uh, Emerald City Comics who's allowing us to use some of their source material to to do some deep dives if we want to, which is super, super cool to them. Always support your local comic book shop. Uh, Emerald City is local to us, and they have been super, super awesome. But I got into comics uh, and, well, comic book characters and the whole thing way back in the day. And what I can first remember is Marvel versus Capcom, mm. the video game, mm-hmm. right? I remember seeing that it was a fighting game and people were losing their minds over it. And that was really my first intro into superheroes and stuff like that. I mean, I think that that one had the Hulk. It had Spider-Man, who was super OP in that game, by the way. (laughs) Uh, It had Blackheart, who's from the Ghost Rider, you know, comics and lore and all that. And, And after that, I started seeing TV shows, movies. Oh, man, this is super cool. These video right. game characters are everywhere. Right. Where did this come from? Right. And then uh, I remember talking about it and my dad, me talking about the Hulk and my dad knew who the Hulk was. Oh. And I was like, what? What? How do you know cool things? Right. <laughs> he knew the old Lou Ferrigno show. Nice. You know, where he would he would Hulk out and rip his clothes for fun. 
Uh, and now, <laughs> now I've done like a lot of people and watched all the Marvel movies, and I keep up with the games and the TV shows and all it's stuff all like us. that. And you know, I remember walking in and going, "Wait a minute, uh, I know Marvel, but who's who's Batman?" What's up here? What's up with Batman? What's up with Superman? Actually, that's kind of silly to say because I probably did know of Batman way back when, but I didn't know it was a comic book. Oh, really? I just okay. thought Batman was, you know, this cool thing. <laughs> Michael Keaton dressed up in black. Uh, so from then on, it's just kind of grown and grown for me. That's how I got into it, and I, I'm into it now. My kids and I are heavily into it. That's one big way that we bond is through comic books. Oh, you know what amazing. I mean? Yeah. That's the way to do it, you know? For real. Pass it on to the next generation. Exactly. How about you, Mark? How did you get into this? Mine is completely opposite because I came across DC first. Uh, the way I came across it was, of all things, my dad showed me the Batman 66 television show when I was like four years old. We're talking Adam West? Adam West. Yeah. Absolutely. Zap. <laughs> so he showed me. He's like, oh, let me show you this TV show. And he showed it to me. Yeah. And I was I was just enthralled by it. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, it was the coolest thing I've ever seen because I've never really seen anything like that before. I've never read a comic or I wasn't playing video games at that point. So yeah. I would sit down every day. It'd be two episodes back to back on replay. And uh, that was our thing we did together when I was a kid. Yeah. He didn't mind doing it because he loved it. And then he loved sharing that with me. Right. So I watched that for a while. And then Batman, the animated series, rolled out. Oh, and boy. And I was like, oh, yeah. that Batman show has a cartoon version of it. That's yeah. on when I'm watching cartoons. This is fantastic. Big leagues. And then I got a little older. And it's like, oh, these are comic book characters. And they're in comic books. Oh, okay. So they're Superman. And then it just right. goes into all these different characters. And I think it's because of those shows is why I'm so... Um, enamored by the villains more so than the heroes on most aspects because Spider-Man, X-Men, Batman especially, yeah. has the best rogues galleries. And it's just, you can just dive into them and they all have these different layers and different iterations that you can just really jump into. Yeah. And one thing I didn't know when I got into comics too is I remember saying something like, oh, no, um, you know, like, oh, well, what about old man Logan? And I'm mm -hmm. like, well, he's not an old man. What do you mean? And that's when somebody's like, no, take a look at this. There's different variants, different stories, different universes, you know, different takes from different authors mm -hmm. or different illustrators. And I was like, oh, damn. How do you process all how that? How do you, right. That like, was me as a kid. I didn't know how to process all these different story arts and different yeah. lines. The amazing X-Men, the uncanny X-Men. Right, X -Men. uncanny <laughs> X-Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fantastic Four, <laughs> uh, who I've grown to appreciate so much ever since they left, well, the MCU kind of shut it down. We're not going to get into that. We'll <laughs> get into that when we go right over now. the right. Well, when we go Come into back the, for Fantastic the Fantastic Four, Four episode, right? Exactly. So uh, that's kind of one of the things I wanted to do. Just kind of an intro episode, although we're already a few minutes in uh, of what to expect when listening. And one of the things, uh, this isn't really going to be for the comic book elitists because they probably know a lot of stuff as far as like learning things yeah don't add us yeah <laughs> seriously because there have been some times in the comic book store where i'm like oh um i i really like venom well did you read volume seven of lethal protector you know what i mean and i was mm -hmm. like well i you speaking to me like that makes me not want to you know what I mean? Yeah, we're at a time and place in the world where comics are for everybody. Yeah, it's at mainstream. Any level. You enjoy it at any level you yeah. like. If you want to be extreme about it, deep dive into it. Great. If you just want to dip your toe in, do that too. Exactly. It's all fine. We're all still supporting exactly. comics. Exactly. And I and I in no way am going to proclaim to be the comics expert at any time. I just love it because, like, you know, 
if you have kids, mine come to me all the time. Hey, Dad, so big question. In a fight, would Deadpool be able to beat, you know, Mephisto one-on-one? I'm like, well, only if they had squirt guns. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) there's so much to dive into and so many things to talk about. Um, but one thing that I wanted to do is, is like I said, do deep dive on characters, for instance, fantastic four. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about important issues of theirs, certain story arcs that they've gone through where they are now. Uh, cause recently I say in the grand scheme of time recently, they just re- rebooted back up mm-hmm. cause they were gone for a yeah. while. So going into what's going on with Reed Richards, Sue storm, Johnny storm, Ben Grimm, where'd they come from? How'd they get their powers? You know, and, and and not just Marvel and DC. You know, one of my favorite guys is Hellboy. Mm-hmm. And one thing I loved about Hellboy was when I picked it up, first of all, I was like, oh, this isn't another ensemble comic with, you know, 80 different heroes. This is just Hellboy. Mm-hmm. And it had such a different tone than everything else to me. And that, that was one thing that I, that I really loved about it. So this is not going to be limited to... Uh, just Marvel, just DC, just Dark Horse or Independent. Whatever we feel like covering, we're darn sure going to do it. Yeah, it's our so, podcast. We'll do whatever yeah, we want. Exactly. Uh, but you know, we'll take suggestions. I mean, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Never mind. No suggestions. Don't send them to us. Um, you can add us those. Yeah. Add us your suggestions. <laughs> just not when we're wrong. But yeah. Yeah. Because we're never wrong. But um, going into movies, uh, trailers, like right now, Black Widow has been pushed back to November, but that was coming out. I know. They're looking forward to Venom number two. Uh, at this time in our lives, phase one of Marvel's big master plan is done. Uh, although I'd love to go back and, and review some of those and go through oh, it, yeah. you know, movie by movie. But um, that's just kind of where we are right now. There's yeah, so cool. much stuff, and it's so mainstream. Oh, Morbius is coming out mm-hmm. with Jared Leto. Um, yeah, I was just reading the dates for everything, because obviously Black Widow got pushed back to November. Mm-hmm. That actually took the Eternal slot. Eternals got bumped back to February, yep. and then so on and so forth, and it's just a domino effect going all the way down. Yeah, I think that sucks for Black Widow. I was super hyped about that movie. I thought it was going to be really good, and now all of a sudden it's disappeared back to November. Thanks a lot, coronavirus. <laughs> I mean, it could be the New Mutants, which is just into obscurity now. You know, I always so like times. to roll in radioactive waste or run outside in the nude when there's a super moon out, just hoping, hope against hope. That those superpowers are coming and that they're not stupid, right? <laughs> like, I, I just really need this in my life right now. If I could fly or heal. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Those would be cool ones, right? Yeah, sure. How how baller would it be to be, <laughs> like, at the tax office in line? You're like, you're done. You're like, you know what? Okay. <laughs> Get up and fly out. <laughs> That's and, okay. Of all the places in the world that you're gonna go, it's the tax office to show off your flying skills. Yo, I not just, over a stadium. I just need a I, just, no, no. I just need a you uh, need to fill a out hidden your camera. A hidden camera. <laughs> hey, yeah, I need to register a Winnebago. They're like, okay, sir, you're all set. Thanks a lot. This dude just <laughs> flew out of the DMV. Why does he need a Winnebago? Right, he can fly. He can fly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You know what? Don't don't get into my dreams, <laughs> Mark. Uh, so yeah, I think we're at a good point here to to kind of give you some information about how this podcast is going to go going forward. And I thought, me personally, just as a little treat, we could go over our our top ten list. 
Absolutely. of comic book It'll characters. Be a glimpse into the future of the things we're going yeah, to explore. Of people that we could go uh, go deep dive on. I'm going to start from the bottom of mine. Oh, let's do this. How about okay. this, gang? Who's listening? Post. Let's do. 10, 10, 9, 9, 8, 8, and move uh, all the way up. I got a weak bottom list, but uh, all right, let's do that. <laughs> You're a weak bottom. Uh-oh. That's trouble. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. Is that the bottom alarm? Ep- starting at number 10. All right. Let's. My number 10 is actually got? a pretty powerful guy. It's Doctor Strange. Oh. At 10 for me. Really? Yeah. I love uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. I love watching him in the comics and the old Illuminati stuff and everything's by the fangs of the foul teen and all that. And like, <laughs> he just seems so different from, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, Captain America got the super suit soldier serum. Now he can yeah. do all this. Like, Strange doesn't have that. It mm-hmm. just seems like a completely different element. And I love, um, you know, the dark stuff that they go through mm-hmm. with him. If you've seen the animated movie they did about yes. Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. That one was baller. That'll have to be reviewed at some point. But anyway, we're not going to go too far into it. <laughs> That's my number 10. Who do you have at number 10? For number 10, mine's a team-up group. Okay. Rob Liefeld's run of X-Force. X-Force. Um, yes. Because when I was, oh, let's see, this is probably about 94, 95. Don't quote me on that. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, coming up as a teenager, big pouches, big strong guys. It was kind of that era of comic books. Comic books were is that early '90s. Everything's kind of over the top and crazy. And I think that was one of the things that pulled me in from traditional comic books into, oh my god, look how big and strong and extreme these guys are. Yeah. So that kind of pulled me in there because I, I went awesome. from X Men and I was like, oh, look at this cool thing. It's X Force. There's yeah. Cable. Right. X Force is a is a task force yes. of mutants. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, and these are all the assholes. I like this team. <laughs> Look no, how many pouches they I mean, have think on about their suits. It. Wolverine, Deadpool, uh, Omega Red, oh yeah, Sabretooth, mm-hmm. Cable. Dude, am I? Do I have the right team here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, see, oh, see, yeah, yeah, see, got. Don't, never second guess yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> my my number nine is probably going to be like. Wait, what? For real? Um, but he's somebody that I used to watch a show with my dad on. Oh. And he was super cool. And that was Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Fantastic. Is very, like, cryptic and says some really baller things. Mm-hmm. And um, I just remember watching him on the show and be like, God, this is so cool. <laughs> and then I found out he's a comic book character. Ah. And that's one of the big things that... Um, that when I when I found that he was in comics, I was like, I gotta go read some of this. And dude, he's like Old Testament stuff, mm-hmm. Swamp Thing. I don't know if you've ever read any of his material. I'm trying to look up this quote that I love of I his. read one run. I don't remember which one it was though, but I really did enjoy it. Have you watched the DC series at all? The DC No, one? but I want to. It looks so You just don't want to give good. DC nine ninety nine a month. For no, I don't. <laughs> <Me neither. laughs> Under no circumstances. Uh it says what does it say here? Mm. Uh, you thought thought that it could not get worse. You imagined that things had reached their limits. Do not delude yourselves. There are no limits. Whatever, wherever vegetation dwells, <laughs> there I dwell as well. It's like, woo, boy, check the garden. Oh, my God. I imagine you as like a six-year-old reading it in that same exact voice yeah. in your room. Oh, here's my favorite one. He goes, the wrath of nature is not wrong, nor is it unjust. That man should bear its brunt. For anger, at least, I forgive you. 
the green forgives you, for you are the last that shall be forgiven this day, and the city awaits my judgment. I was like, dude! So poetic! Yeah! <laughs> for a swamp I monster. Wanna, right? <laughs> I'm like sitting here like, yo, swamp thing, don't sleep on him. Don't sleep on him. Anyway. <laughs> Go ahead. It's very moldy. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, this is another 90s one that kind of pulled me in. Yeah. Ghost Rider. Ooh. Ghost Rider pulled me in real hard because it was around that same era when I was watching X-Force or when I was reading X-Force. Yeah. It was just that different. It was a singular. It wasn't a team, which I was used to a team most of the time. And it's just there was something cool about the motorcycle and the flames and the chains. And it was just. And was him like, being from hell. Yeah, that could do it. Well, too. not Johnny Blaze, but <laughs> Ghost Rider, the spirit of vengeance. The spirit. Yes. Like, oh, so he's not here to play nice. Right. Fun fact. I. Loved Ghost Rider as a kid. I've never seen either one of the movies. Good. Don't do that. I just boycotted them. Yeah. I heard what they were, and I'm like, it's. I like it the way it is in my head. Yeah. I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. If you watch it, you will be disappointed. I think I'm going to watch it now. You will have down to. Down the road. We'll have oh, to. there we go. Because somebody's going to be like, well, now you guys got to review those movies because Mark is, is a fan <laughs> of Ghost Rider. Not that I'm not, but now I just want to hear what you think of it. Just, just listen to me go groan. back through. Right. Exactly. Be like, oh. Oh my god uh my biggest complaint about that movie mm. was the guy that played blackheart really because to me i was like blackheart's a badass who played him i don't know the actor that, that'll tell you something uh, it, it was not good it was not a fan i could google it it's worth a google but um was it Jerry anyway Lewis? i'm gonna let you take a okay. look at it before okay. we uh yeah, yeah go through and do it <laughs> and i don't know if it was that actor's direction or, or what happened he could be a fantastic actor but his portrayal of blackheart was not my favorite mm. um i'll be the judge of that yeah yeah sure <laughs> going into number seven hellboy for me really hellboy yeah. Hellboy's on my list, too. So he's, uh, we'll wrap this in together. Yeah. Uh, he's your number seven? He's my number six. Uh, okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. Yeah, Hellboy, dude, I just, man, like not like any other superhero. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did, full disclosure, got into him in the movies from yeah. Ron Perlman. I was going to say, because mine was a little opposite. I did get it, see the movies first and go, mm -hmm. oh, my God. And yeah. I went back right. as opposed to the other way around. Yeah, his so. stuff is so much darker. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I really like. Did you watch the new movie? I love the new movie. Me too. And I, I feel like they're not going to do another one. They're not because it didn't make enough money. Uh, but to me, uh, Hellboy elitist out there, tell me if I'm wrong. I'd love to hear that I'm wrong. But I felt like that movie drew so much more from the comics yes, and the exactly. actual source material mm -hmm. than Ron Perlman. And I think it's what, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Is that the director? I don't know how to say it out loud, but that sounds about right. I love those two together. Oh, I thought yeah. they were great. But it was, it was kind of a mashup of Hellboy and then that yeah. director's vision. Right. And it kind of met in the middle. And I liked it. Yes, I, I loved it, it as well. But this new one, it kind of just leaned the other way and yeah. just leaned on the material a little bit more. And I was yep. like, okay, I need more of this. This is awesome. Right. Let's let's I put him in a suit for 12 hours a day. <laughs> the way that he portrayed Hellboy, uh, what is the young man's name? He's amazing. Hopper from Hopper. Uh, Hopper. Uh, oh, what's his name? Anyway, now, we'll think of it. Now the Red Guardian. So. Right. But he's awesome. Yeah. I, I thought he was great. And I thought he really nailed the way Hellboy was uh, in the comics for me. Mm -hmm. Now- Perlman and uh, and uh, Guillermo, nothing against them. I mm -hmm. love those movies. I yeah. thought they were great, but I thought the newest one was amazing. Anyway, we'll move on to that. Um, my next one, my number six, your number six was Hellboy. Yeah. So who's your number seven? My number seven was Iron Man, actually. And that Iron one's, Man. That one's retroactive, too, because I don't. 
this could be me and this could be my point of view because I was more of a DC person anyways. Yeah. But Iron Man was always like a C level character to me when right. I was when I was a kid. Right. So this is more of a retroactive after the movies came out. I went back and started reading and really appreciated some of the previous works, some of the newer stuff. But um, it was just a uh, character that never really interested me as a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it didn't pull me in. Right. But uh, well, after- because he doesn't look anything like he did when they put him out in the movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, in some of the comics later on, of course, his armor upgraded and looked amazing. Yeah. But for a while, it looked like a guy wearing a yellow sweatsuit (laughs) with like a fire hydrant. That's pretty accurate. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I was like, oh, cool. First time I saw Iron Man, I'm like, that is the cheesiest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It it wasn't great. And it's amazing. And this this says a lot for pop culture and the way things are, how much a particular actor or one portrayal can elevate that character. Oh, yeah. Because once Robert Downey Jr. put on the Iron Man suit, all of a sudden, Iron Man was freaking everywhere, boy. And he was Alpha Tier, Mm -hmm. and he was in every single comic book. Oh, great. Here comes Iron Man. Which, hey, good for him. Absolutely. I thought it was awesome. I mean, they really took that character as what they had left. Yeah. Out of selling off all the rights to everybody, they're like, okay, we have Iron Man. Who do we have? We yeah. Have, okay, we got the Avengers. Oh, you okay, we'll do something to, out of right. that. Think about that. They sold Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Then they sold- uh, Spider-Man first. Sp- Spider- Spiderman first. Mm-hmm. Spiderman. And then they sold- X-Men. X-Men. And then Fantastic Four. You're like, oh, man. That's their, that was their top tier, gold yeah. level. And then out comes Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And I think as soon as they saw the wild success from that, uh, Marvel was like, yo, we need to get these dudes back. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, it I think the deal about, is finally done. Yes. It, it took till here done. at the end of the world for them to get everybody back, but whatever. It's official, and I feel like they're going to start trickling a little bit. So Yeah, I agree. I think times. we're going to start seeing some people sneak into movies that we we'll didn't think could happen. Ooh. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Look at that. The Baxter building's in the background. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's always a freaking spoil. You know, Avengers 1, look right there. That's the Baxter building. That's where the Fantastic Four is. It's like, not a giant four on it. Know? Right. It's not. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay. Number six for me, Beta Ray Bill. Oh, wow. Beta Ray Bill the Corbinite. Uh, my wife is a huge fan of Thor. Really? I'm a big fan of Thor, but to me, more so Beta Ray Bill. I love that guy because I love his origin story, and I could be butchering this. Please tell me if I'm wrong, but I think I saw this in a— I've never done a deep dive on Beta Ray Bill, so I'm yeah. interested by this. So Beta Ray Bill uh, is a Corbinite in his race, the Corbinites. Mm-hmm. From my recollection, I am happy to deep dive old BRB. Um <laughs> selected him as the champion because they had to move from their home world because it was being destroyed, I think, by Galactus. I don't know. I could be wrong, uh, but I'll go back in and check. Lines up. And so th- him and Thor cross paths. Thor finds his ship floating through space. Uh, I forget the context, and of course we'll get into that. Thor gets in and starts fighting Beta Ray Bill because Beta Ray Bill, you're an intruder. Thor, you're a bad guy. They're mm-hmm. fighting. He throws the hammer. Beta Ray Bill goes, oh, a weapon, and picks the motherfucker up. Picks up Mjolnir, right? And Thor's like, wait a minute. Do we just become best friends? Yeah. No, it's not like that because then Beta Ray Bill starts to beat his ass with Uh Mjolnir. And then, if I recall the story correctly, Odin tries to call Thor by calling Mjolnir because Mjolnir's there, Mm -hmm. Thor's there. He calls the, the hammer and gets Beta Ray Bill. And he's like, wait a minute what's going on here? And then Thor ends up coming in going, hold on, let's hold on a second. Let's, 
he if he's will, worthy to pick up the hammer, there's something to this. Something here, man. Mm-hmm. So then they, you know, a roundabout way craft Stormbreaker mm-hmm. for Beta Ray Bill, which is why I was super butthurt in Endgame or in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Stormbreaker. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not it. It's not Stormbreaker. Shut your mouth. Well, obviously, you've probably seen the the Easter egg. In, uh, uh, in Ragnarok. Yes. He's on the side. He's of... on the champion's tower thing. Exactly. Yes. And there's, I think, Love and Thunder. I think mm-hmm. we're going to get him. I think we're getting Throg. I think we're getting Jane, uh, Jane, Jane Foster. Foster. Yep. Yep. I agree. We're going to have a team of Thors. That's right. <laughs> uh, okay. It's going to be a Thorsome. Yeah. Uh, easily. Um, okay. So we did six and seven, I think, didn't we? Yes, we did. Okay. I, wait. No. Hold on. I'm checking my list again here, folks. Holy smokes. One, two, three, four, five. I'm on five. Do I have too many in here? Possible. Maybe. The next guy on my list is the Flash. Oh. Yep. Is that, are you like OG Flash or are you after the CW? OG Flash. Oh, really? I remember the OG Flash was the guy who played Grant Gustin's dad in the new series. Mm -hmm. I remember him versus Reverse Flash (laughs) fighting on uh, a merry-go-round. And them running around it as fast as they can in a blur. Um, that's one of the big things I remember that. But I love Flash anyway. I thought he mm-hmm. was badass in terms of power and all that kind of stuff. I oh, think yeah. Flash is top tier. I love him. Especially because he's always uh, intertwined with the main DC storylines. He always has something to do with it. Yeah. Obviously with Flashpoint and Crisis and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. every time something needs to get rebooted, Flash messes up. So it's nice and easy. Exactly. <laughs> Bingo. Where do we go from here? All right. Yeah. All right. So... Go ahead. What do you got, big guy? Ooh, I got Spawn. 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 So after my little run, it went X-Force, yeah. then it went um, Ghost Rider, and then I saw Spawn for the first time. Dude. I was like, oh, my God. Are you talking about the comics or the movie? The comics. Yeah. That's another one. I've never watched the movie. That movie? I saw four minutes of it on cable once, and I turned it off. I remember watching that and going, oh, man, <laughs> this is crazy. The <laughs> did Violator? You, did you see the movie first? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes, okay. I did, because I was a big fan of John Leguizamo. Mm. And I was like, I'll watch it. And then I saw his character. I was like, this is great. That's a sign of the times you were a big fan of John Leguizamo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was who's a your, good movie, though. Who's your favorite actor? <laughs> My favorite actor? Oh, I'm man. hoping you're saying John, Le- John Leguizamo. No, it's, it's actually, I think Leo is my favorite right now. Oh. Yeah. He's been a standout. The Departed. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't think he'll ever do a comic book movie. Wow. So I could be wrong. The I came across Spawn because uh, where I grew up was in Newport Ritchie, Florida, and there was a little comic. There was a little store with a comic book rack, mm-hmm. one of those little old-school wire racks where you spin it around, has probably like 40 yeah. comic books on it. So I'm looking for my regulars, and then I just see this one comic book, Spawn number one. I'm like, what is this? I've never seen this before. Image right. Comics? What the heck is Image Comics? That's not DC or Marvel. What is this? Right. And then I flip through it, and I'm like, I need to buy this right now. Yeah. I need this. It's badass. And collect- Dude, I- another general of Hell's Armies re- 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 revolting against the devil. You got a trend going on here, buddy. I do. Watch out, Satan. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like, I, I just found, actually, uh, a couple months ago, was I have the first 60 issues all packaged together. I bought them at the newsstand. Every First week, sixty at the newsstand. Every week with my allowance. Oh man! So that was that was that was a big one for me at the time. So that that's was, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, so definitely, we'll definitely I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking to dig back into that and yeah. probably read the whole sixty issues. 
Nice. So. All right. What's, what's your number so five? So for my number five is um, the savior of all mutants, Magneto. Ooh. The bad guy. I was going to say. He's my first bad guy on the list. Oh, I omitted uh, all although, the, If we could do bad guys, I'd probably have eight bad guys out of ten. Although I don't, uh, I have a couple more bad guys. Uh-oh. Um, but, uh, you know, I just kind of, he was one of those guys that I was kind of listening to him. I was like, oh, this guy's right. <laughs> this guy's making a lot of sense. Magneto's <laughs> making a lot of sense for me. Like, I don't get why the mutants are always being so chill with humans who do nothing but be assholes to them. Absolutely. And so I'm like, whenever Magneto's around, I'm like, eh, I hope you win. <laughs> I'm rooting for you, buddy. This guy's making sense. And he was so powerful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Magneto, for me, was a big one. I just loved his ideals and the way that he kind of looked mm-hmm. at the world. Um, but, yeah, Magneto. Because he, he wasn't ever wrong, but his execution was just over the top. Yeah. So right. it's just one of those things where you can sympathize with it, especially with his background and his past. You're like, yeah. oh, I see what you've been through. Yeah. So I see why you're doing what you're doing. But, oh, if you could only do it a little bit of a different yeah. way, I'd be fully on board. Magneto's kind of the guy who's, who's, who sees a roach in his house, so he burns it down. You know what I mean? Instead of just <laughs> that killing the roach makes a lot of sense. and yes. killing the problem, he's like, you know what? Burn the whole house down. <laughs> we'll start over. We're Jim done Jim. here. <laughs> we'll start anew. <laughs> so, yeah. How about you? Five for you. Five for me was, I should have made this number four. The Fantastic Four. Hey, the <laughs> I was group. A, I was so when I was when I was a lot younger. When I was reading comic books, when I uh-huh. was around like five to eight, Fantastic Four was one of those for me. It was just a nice wholesome comic. I remember the cartoon series that got me into it a bit too. Yeah, where they had oh I can't remember the robot's name. I think it's on Disney Plus now. It is. It's I on, don't know. It's on my list. <laughs> it's one of those things to look at and, and go uh, back and uh, you know. I always find it such an interesting story, too, is because they didn't have the human torch on the cartoon because they didn't want kids to set themselves on fire. Right. I'm like, that's crazy, but I guess back But it then, makes sense because a kid would do that. Yes. So um, it started with them and then it started with the cartoon and then bled into reading the comics, and that was like one of my most enjoyable ones as a kid. It was. Yeah. Did you watch the movies for that? Yes, absolutely. Chris Evans did a good job. Oh, yeah. He did a good job. You know what? Controversial opinion. Maybe 2015 Fantastic Four gets too much flack. I haven't seen it. It's not. I refuse to watch it. It's not great by yeah. any means. Right. But it's not as bad as people say so at the same time. So when I heard that Dr. Doom was some tech hacker mm-hmm. guy, I was like, well, I'm done here. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, I've had enough. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's it's not a great movie by any means. And I, it, it does garbage to the material. I thought with the young man they had playing Reed Richards... And Michael B. Jordan in any movie, mm-hmm. anytime, I was like, that's a knock out of the park. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Absolutely. And then I see what they did with Dr. Doom, and who is one of my absolute favorites. He didn't make this list, but this is a living, breathing list. This isn't something that's set in stone. <laughs> it's always changing. But Dr. Doom, I freaking love me some Dr. Doom. But Well, here's the funny thing, because I'm thinking about the casting of the Fantastic Four, and I'm like, you know what? They didn't do such a bad job with that, but you're bringing up Dr. Doom, and I'm like, Maybe that movie is bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, can we roll back the tape? Yeah. <laughs> I take you know, that back. Don't at me. One guy who's not on my list whose movie did well and I can't wait for is Blade. I hope that, that comes out really well. Oh, yeah. Mustafa Ali. I hope he plays him very well. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to my list. Okay. So this is probably going to give away four, four and three for me. Mine are tied together as well. Okay, let's good. Let's, let's see if they're the do same it, one. Huh? All right. For me, uh, at four and then three in this order is Carnage and Venom. Oh. Uh, Carnage could easily be a three, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
what was it, Absolute Carnage that just came mm-hmm. out? Oh, my God. I haven't read it yet. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Okay, I need to They're dealing with that. the symbiote god Null or whatever his name is that's mm-hmm. coming to Earth, and Carnage is kind of like his vessel that he goes to go out oh, into wow. the world. And, and it that's one thing that I loved about Carnage was he did not care mm-hmm. about anything or anybody. It was all about killing and pure mm-hmm. Just carnage. Yeah, it's just violence for the sake of violence. Right. And that was so unpredictable and so Mm -hmm. crazy to me. I was like, I love it. And then there's Venom. Oh, Venom's fantastic. Yeah. So I bring up that story about Lethal Protector. Mm. When the Venom movie came out, which I've always been a big fan of Venom, but when the movie came out, they're like, oh, it's loosely based off Lethal Protector. Oh, please. Let me go and take a look. How many O's are in loose? (laughs) Yeah. It's based in San Francisco. Uh, although obviously he leaves to go to San Francisco because he's accused of attacking Peter Parker and killing some people in New York. So that's why he leaves. And that's obviously not in the movie. Uh, but the villain has the same name, completely different prospect and there's no riot. I mean, the, the symbiote Mm -hmm. group that's there scream and all those other, they're in there. Mm -hmm. I forget their name. I think they're just, they were dragging those out for multiple movies yeah to try and keep a like a family of symbiotes yeah and so so carnage is probably going to be amazing i'd love to see what he does in venom 2 yes but venom and woody harrelson has a better wig for this one so we're good to go And, and venom is the focal point of absolute carnage you're following venom okay while he's dealing with cletus cassidy okay He's dealing with that, but you follow him, and, and Carnage is just everywhere. The way so it, Carnage is trying to take the symbiote uh, gene or the kind of stamp it leaves on people mm-hmm. and gather them, and the way he's gathering them is by ripping it out of their spine. Oh, wow. And it's So naturally, anybody who's ever had a symbiote, he's going to try to collect that. Wow. All yeah. right, that's at the top of the list yeah. for me. So, yeah, Carnage and Venom. Go ahead. Uh. Mine is Wolverine and the X-Men. Oh. X-Men 4. He go, so what's number three Wolverine. on your list of favorite characters? <laughs> and then number four, all the X-Men. <laughs> X-Men collectively. Because <laughs> you know what? I'm Wolverine is really one of the only standouts. Uh, yeah. I love them as a team. I agree. But all the split-off series, I really didn't care for. I agree. Like, I really didn't get I'm behind. a big fan of Wolverine. And I'm sure there are shining moments in there that I, I'm not aware of that yeah. I really need to dig into. But... um. The X-Men as a team, fantastic. Wolverine by himself, Old Man Logan, mm-hmm. obviously one of the greatest single runs of comic books in the yep. entire history of comics. Yep. Um, makes him stand out as obviously the you know the best X-Men. Yeah, it's funny when you were telling me leader, but you were telling leader. me about like, oh well, uh, you know, Iron Man was kind of a C tier, and I thought in my brain, I go, well, you got Wolverine, he was the top, so <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's crazy. That's yeah, I love Wolverine too. I think he's a great one. He's one who, so when we keep talking about the first deep dive, he's the one who keeps coming to my brain, Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's do Wolverine. Well, there's so much to cover. So many people that he's been interacting with. So many things we could talk about. So maybe, maybe oh, we'll talk pretty, about it. That could be an endless hole that we can exactly. dig into. Well, so. Most of these guys could. Yeah, that's true. All right. So top two, right? Mm-hmm. Top two is one of the reasons. My number two is probably my number two is probably the reason I love this stuff about comics so much. Because I did not give a shit about this character for so long, forever. I'd say he would be nowhere near my list. And then an interaction with my son has put him at number two for me. 
Mm, I'm trying. Oh, I know exactly who this I is. I think you do. I do. But for me, number two is Aquaman from DC. I didn't even think about Aquaman until you started saying that. My son had an issue when he was younger uh, with water on his head. He hated it, right? Didn't like taking baths, didn't like getting in showers, didn't like water being on his face, just freaked out. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we'd be going to comic book stores, and all of a sudden one day he's like, can I read this Aquaman comic? And I was like, Aquaman? For reals? And then I was like, yeah, sure, go right ahead. They won't judge you. Go right ahead. Right. And so he becomes enamored with Aquaman. And I'm like, this makes total sense. He hates being in the water. He hates having it on his head, all this kind of stuff. And so we watched Justice League with Aquaman. He loves it. He also prefers the blonde hair, orange and green, the old school Uh. Aquaman weird after looking at all the iterations of them Mm -hmm. that's his favorite but we were watching aquaman in the theater and another thing uh we watched avengers in the theater with him and the first time the hulk shows up when it's him and black widow down below decks and hulk kind of comes out scares you my son got up and ran out of the room he was so scared and we got him back and everything was fine Mm -hmm. but there's a scene in Aquaman that gets really dark, and it's looking really scary. Have you seen the movie? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's when they're getting ready to go to the trench, mm-hmm. and those monsters are starting to show up. I'm looking over at my son in the theater like, uh-oh, we got a runner. I was going to say, he's done a bolt at And any he has his hands over his eyes, right? But mm-hmm. he has it to where he can see. <laughs> so 80-style so comedy right. <laughs> covering your he eyes. He had to watch it. Right, uh-huh. and then that big scene at the end when he's walking out in his armor through the through the uh, through the waterfall, mm-hmm. complete silence in the theater, and all we hear is my son go, "Wow, that is awesome." That is literally what it's all about. Exactly, right there. That so is uh, ever since fantastic. then, if there's something Aquaman, I'm like, "Ah, ah, look, Aquaman, son, come look," and we will sit there and just fanboy out. We they so Emerald City, our wonderful comic book shop, used to have cosplayers show up, and one guy showed up dressed up as Aquaman, looking just like Jason Momoa, had the long hair, had the muscles, had the trident, and we brought Julian to go see him, and he goes, "That's not Aquaman." Oh, I go, "Well, rough okay, crowd, buddy. Why don't you?" He goes, "That's not him." I was like, "Well, we can't get Jason Momoa out here," <laughs> but he's like, "That's not him. I'm not taking my picture with him. Stop asking. I'm leaving." Wow. <laughs> So I was like, whoa, kid. Killer. So anyway, Aquaman. That was a big like, one for me. the Comic-Con. That's going to be a $150 right. meet and greet. Yeah. No, not happening. We'll see him on TV. Perfect. Yeah. How about number two? Take your number two, Mark. My number two <laughs> is Spider-Man. 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 Wow. I love Spider-Man. Yeah. But the main reason is because of his rogues gallery, because of the yeah. villains. He has some of the best villains in comic book history. Yeah. And- Truly, honestly, does. if I knew we could put villains on this list, yeah, it probably would have been. What like, do you mean? Uh, you said characters. Mm, that's true. You did say characters. I did say characters. I assumed <laughs> heroes, but you said characters. Yeah. But- Ladies and gentlemen, we'll screenshot these text messages so you <laughs> all know. Um, no, we won't. That's that's a joke. Uh, and I'm feeling like an idiot right now because I have villains on my list that if it was all villains, I, I would. Joker would be very high on this. list. Oh, absolutely. Extremely high, almost. So Spider Man uh, is one of those because. He has all of the story because it started with the cartoons. Yeah. And oh man, those Toy Biz Spider Man toys back in the day when I was a kid. 
those were my thing. I had every single one of them, and I still do have most of them. It's one of those where you could throw it across the room, and you're like, that's realistic. Spider-Man could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a string hanging yeah. from your ceiling fan. And Ooh. then Venom, Mysterio, Green Goblin, Craven Rhino. the Hunter, the Sinister Six. Yep, Craven the Hunter, Dr. Octopus. Green Goblin, yeah. Hobgoblin. Yeah. Like, it just goes on forever, and it, that keeps those stories interesting for yeah. me. Then you get into Mephisto, and you get into all the other stuff. I just, I don't know. I, For somebody who has a gallery like that to bounce off of, mm-hmm. I, I find the story so much more interesting. Yeah. And both comic and television and movies, like, you can... You can just dig so much deeper and get so much more out of it. That's why, like, Spider-Man 3 is coming out in yeah. a couple of months, and I just can't wait. It's going to be a good time. It is going to be a good time. And that one's not getting pushed back. They're no. sticking to it. I- I'm happy with it. Somebody's like, we're it. doing it. I don't care. Yeah. So. So. Number one. We've come down to number one. Here we are. Number one on my list. I did not grow up with this person being number one. But as I've been an adult and matured, and, and and experienced more of society as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy has jettisoned to number one for me. Guy, there you go. Spoiler alert. Uh, that is Frank Castle. Oh, the Punisher. I love him because he just has no regard, no no mercy for anybody. If you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, mm-hmm. just absolutely x him off the list. So your love for Punisher, does that come from a younger age or is it something you appreciated more as an adult? Right. Appreciated more as an adult okay. easily. Because okay. there's so many th- times that I'll see that picture on the news or that story, you know, man kills entire family. And, you know, I'm just like, you know what, dude, why are we bothering with this? Mm-hmm. Let's Punisher this bad guy and move along. Yeah. You know, I, I that's why I, I definitely identify with the Punisher. Even if we could have our list of you know, villains and all that. Punisher still makes Punisher's number one number for me. One. Wow. Yeah. yeah, big time. So, big time. of all the live-action Punishers, mm-hmm. how do you rank them? Oof. Well, I actually don't hate the original with Dolph Lundgren. That's not bad. <laughs> um, but if I had to pick a favorite... Okay, let's go number one. <sighs> probably Warzone. Warzone? Yeah. That's a solid pick. I thought that guy embodied a Punisher a little bit better. John Bernthal, mm-hmm. though, we're talking best on screen Punisher mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, that scene in Daredevil season two where he's in prison. I was like, this dude. That's my guy. He gets it. Absolutely. Right? That was one of my absolute favorite scenes. And that was one of the things that solidified it for me. I was sold. So I saw that. And then I saw the announcement for the uh, Punisher Netflix series. Yeah. And after I knew it was John Bernthal continuing that on, I lost it. Yeah. I'm like, this is going to be such a good series. It was too. And it just got cut short. It was just casualty of war kind of thing. Yeah. And I think season two did not have the same fire and flame. I feel like they knew it was ending. Yeah. So they just like same thing with like Jessica Jones and all the other secondary seasons. And and hers was se- good too. I liked her mm-hmm. season one. Oh my did god. Did not like her season two. Well, that season two, Punisher season two, and Daredevil season three were all after the cancellation announcement. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they just kind of just there you shuffled go. through it. Yeah. Here's the here's your here's your season. There you go. Yeah. Well, how about you? How about season uh, season? How about number one? Number one on Mark's list is Batman. Batman will always be. You Batman. know what's so funny? We're gonna have to cover this too. There is a crossover Batman versus Punisher mm-hmm. that I have in my home. Oh, I am very happy that you said Batman right now because <laughs> now I've got to break it out of the plastic and reread it. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, that's that's great, man. Uh, who doesn't love Batman? And Batman's another one. Like you say, Spider Man has all these iconic villains. I don't know. 
to compare them side by side, I don't know who to pick because Batman oh, has so many. Batman's iconic- number one. Batman, his villains are yeah. number one. I mean, Spider Man's a very close second. Joker, Bane, Iceman, Riddler. Penguin, Riddler, Clayface, like, yeah, Clayface, <laughs> Killer Croc, mm-hmm. Mr. Um, Freeze. Yeah, Mr. Freeze. Who's the one I'm thinking of? Victor Zaz. Oh, yeah. All those guys. So, okay. So, as far as Batman villains go, are there any yeah. that kind of reach out to you? Bane. 100%. Bane. Oh, okay. Easy, easy guess for me. <laughs> I love Bane. I've read a lot about Bane and just hearing about his genius level intellect and the way he broke the bat, mm-hmm. going to Arkham Asylum, letting everybody out, and then stalking Batman. He found out that Batman was Bruce Wayne in two days. That's insane. <laughs> so, like, and from what I understand, again, we'll deep dive it, but, you know, Bane was in this prison where he was the king. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like everybody, he he mastered fear. And they said, nah, man, Batman is the guy who's the master of fear. He runs Gotham. You wouldn't be, oh, okay. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, let's, all right, let's, off let's I go. <laughs> so breaks into Arkham Asylum, lets everybody out, and mm-hmm. then stalks Batman while Batman is putting all these criminals yeah, away. Yeah, he's tracking everybody down. And, and after a long night, he comes home to the Batcave like, fuck. And out of the spotlight, Bane. How you doing, Mr. Wayne? And then fucking breaks his back in the bat cave. What? Wow. And the fact that, like, I've read about how many languages he speaks. He's such a great, you know, mind. And mm. on top of that, he's got that brute strength. To me, I was like, oh, God, let's go. And it's crazy because he's never really been portrayed in the right way. Right. We get, you know. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? I like it. I liked it. I like it. It, it was, was supposed okay. to be him versus Joker round two, mm-hmm. and I thought Tom Hardy embodied a lot of the uh, good characteristics of Bane. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the switcheroo at the end. Oh yeah, that just completely killed him for me because as yeah. soon as that happened, it was like, I was like oh, oh, he's just a he doesn't now. matter. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's something time. we'll dive into oh, at a later <laughs> day. I love Bane. Oh man! But you know, hey. Um, we're going to, um, probably release this early next week. I would assume, um, we do have Instagram, Facebook, uh, we'll have Twitter by then as well. Uh, feel free to add us and, and take a look on Facebook for our page as well. Alter ego podcast. And on Instagram, I believe it is the same exact handle. Correct me if I'm wrong. Alter ego pod. We can put all the links in the description below. So wherever you're listening to this, you can grab a link. Check us out, like us. Absolutely. We'll like you back, maybe. Yes, we'll, we'll talk back to you. And free hugs for anybody who brings up Alter Ego Pod in real life. Um, anyway, uh, this is episode number one. I think we went a little long, but whatever, who cares? Um, we love you guys. I hope you have uh, a lot of interest in this podcast and, and follow us and give us some good suggestions and stuff to go on in the future. For this episode, uh, I've been Jack. This is Mark. Anything mm-hmm. you want to say to the people? Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Wow. All right. That was really cool. <laughs> that was cool. So, uh, we should do this again. Yeah. We'll do this again. <laughs> and next time we'll talk about. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys. We're going to try to do this on a bi weekly broadcast. We'll see how it goes with scheduling. But uh, as of right now, I would expect another one of these in probably about a week. I say so. All right. We'll catch you guys next time. Enjoy yourselves. Have a great day. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. 
Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. You heard you could save big when you bundle home an auto with Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw a link for a survey about which type of bread you are. And now you're on question 17, barely scratching the surface of your bread identity. You always thought of yourself as a brioche, but are you actually more of a pumpernickel? Ah, yes. They said it was easy to save money bundling with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.